When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yaraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today is Rant Monday. Thank you, everyone, that has tuned in to the podcast this past week for the premiere of season six of the pod. I really, really do appreciate it. And also, as well, big thank you to everyone that has also started to follow the Nasty Woman Club on Instagram. I have finally reached 10K. Uh, I could try and be humble and say, oh, I didn't try at all to reach this number. This was not a goal of mine. No, I've been trying to reach this number. Those of you that have work that surrounds social media, you will know the importance of trying to reach a certain number of followers or engagement. And when you reach that number, it is great. And it is hard work to get there. So I'm very happy I finally reached the 10K because that has been something I've been trying to aim for for a while now. Very happy about that. So thank you to everyone that has been following along. So those of you that missed last week's announcement, new episodes of the Nasty Woman Club podcast will be coming out every Monday and Thursday now. So every Monday is Rant Monday, which means every Monday I'll be ranting about a particular topic, issue, event, person that's related to the world of intersectional feminism. And I'll be calling on all of you to join in on the rants and send in your thoughts, feelings, vibes about my chosen topics of the week. Not only that, but each Thursday is interview day. And every Thursday, I'll be interviewing someone I find inspiring, courageous, and of course, loves a good old-fashioned rant. Anyway, last week on Rant Monday, I spoke about the toxicity of New Year New Me diet talk. You know, all the rubbish that all these toxic diet brands come with at the beginning of the year saying that you need to become a smaller version of yourself to conquer this new year. Yeah, that bullshit. And wow, thank you to everyone for tuning into that episode. And thank you to everyone that sent in your feedback on the topic. Here's what some of you had to say. Hey Demi, it's Andrea here. I um, just listened to your podcast from yesterday and you said to drop your voicemail. So here I am, so much easier than typing. But just want to say thanks for the great podcast. Really, um, uh, really resonated. I haven't weighed myself for years because that number is... Um, fucks with your head right but um i what i wanted to say was i'm with you i'm not into that new year new me thing about diet but oh my god um 
the pressure is immense, even though I work in this field and um, I find myself thinking, oh, I should go on a diet, I should go on a diet. It is just huge. So thank you for sharing that. I'm fighting it. I'm not going on a diet. Screw that. Um, but I am doing what makes me feel good. So I'm off to yoga now. Hope you're doing well and um, that we get to connect soon. See ya. Bye. I also want to add in here as well that a lovely follower of the Nasty Woman Club has sent in a poem that they wrote about the concept of New Year, New Me. This is called Habit, and it is written by Tabby. New Year, New Me. Or, so we all seem to say, One day to the next, a sunrise once a year, encrusted with deadlines, reflection, and a gnawing silence dread. While the rise of the sun comes, the human habit to passively promote the critique of who we are, to scrutinize our physiques, our careers, our choices. We mask this insecurity with bubbles and fireworks, prolonging the morning when we are enclosed, suffocated and bound to falsely wholesome resolutions. We vow to change our bodies, our lifestyles, our habits, finding flaws others would need a microscope to see. We market a calendar, a celebration, yet we chase champagnes with self-deprecation. New year, new me. But at what point will you see that we are all fueling a destructive human habit? Thank you, ladies, for sending in your voice memos and messages. As always, I love to hear what you all have to say, and I love having you all join in the conversation. So whenever you listen to my Rant Mondays and you want to join in, feel free to send me a voice memo through my Instagram DMs or email me at hello at thenastywomanclub.com. Now, time to head on over to this week's rant topic. And boy, oh boy, this is something many of you seemed very intrigued to rant about. And this is something I get very, some would say, angry. I just say I get very passionate about. And that is rich splaining. I know so many of you have lost jobs during this time, and I don't think anyone understands what that's like more than me. My wealth has dropped during this crisis. And it looks like my latest movie isn't going to come out on time. was going to be a summer release. I think the first thing I want to talk about with Rich Splaining, the first thing, the, the main thing that gets me frustrated is rich people saying that money doesn't buy happiness. You know, Demi, there's more to life than money. Money can't buy you everything. Why is it always the rich that say money can't buy happiness? I'm sorry, but if I had a sense of security, yeah, that would make me fucking happy. Like, for example, my dog is turning 14 years old. She's an old dog. If she gets sick, um, I'm essentially fucked because I have no savings just chilling in my bank account because I'm struggling financially. So if my dog gets sick, I'm fucked because I can't afford vet bills. But no, but no, 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 but no. Money can't buy happiness. But you know what it can buy? It can afford to fix my dog's health if she's sick. <laughs> and my dog keeps me pretty fucking happy. So uh, I think that's one point for me and zero points to the rich there. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing about that money can't buy happiness. 
Um, what if you are stuck in a shitty, shitty job that is destroying your mental health, that's destroying your relationships, that's just destroying your body, but you have to stay in that job because you need money in the bank? If you had money already, you wouldn't have to do that shitty job. You could actually pursue a job that you love, that you enjoy, that suits your lifestyle, that suits your family. But no, yet again, money, it doesn't buy happiness. It fucking does. Stop saying it doesn't, okay? Just because you have money doesn't mean you can tell other people that having money isn't all that great, okay? No. (laughs) You know what makes me happy? Having a meal. There have been points during this pandemic that I have had to choose between paying rent or buying groceries. Yet, I've been told by certain people that I need to prioritize my spending. That's another thing we're going to be leading to now. Budgeting. Yes, when rich people give you budgeting advice. How the fuck am I supposed to budget if at the end of every week I have $15 spare because all the rest is spent on bills and groceries and petrol? Where's that $15 fucking going? I can't budget with that. I can't save with that. What the fuck? $15 is just for me to survive. I hate when rich people say that you need to have, for example... You need to give a certain percentage of money to your savings and then a certain percentage into another savings. It's like, bitch, you think I have any money to savings? If I did, it'd be like, all right, here's 30 cents for this one and 50 cents for that one. <laughs> you know what it is. You know who You know who I blame. I blame that fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to Success or... Wait, what is it called? Hitchhiker's... I'm, I'm Googling it right now. No. I was thinking it was hitch. No, it's it's like foot something. Foot. 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 <laughs> what is that? Okay, all right. Okay, money advice book. I'm gonna Google that right now. I'm thinking it's hitch. I'm thinking it's hitchhiker, but that's like hitch hitchhiker's guide to the universe, and that's a children's book. Money advice book. I'm gonna Google this right now and see. Oh my God, the barefoot investor. That's the book I'm thinking of. Why did I think it was Hitchhiker's Guide? (laughs) Okay, so the book, okay, essentially for those of you confused about what the fuck I'm doing, I was going to talk shit about a particular book that rich people are obsessed with and that they are obsessed with giving to poor people so they can become better with money. For some reason I had it in my head that it was called like Hitchhiker's Guide to Money or something like that, but what I really had in my head was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe or... I don't know. And I think that's a children's book. I don't know. But no, the book is book. The book that I'm talking about is The Barefoot Investor. Oh, that brings that brings some flashbacks. That brings some bad memories. That book. Oh, oh, what is with that book? Okay, stop suggesting that I need to buy this book. Firstly, I can't I can't afford to buy books. Firstly, don't recommend to buy a book that's 30 bucks, okay? 30 bucks is a lot of money. That's groceries sometimes for a week, okay? Secondly, those of you that haven't read the book, like, just don't do it, okay? Don't do it. Keep that out of your life. Those of you that have, know that in the book it says you have to, like, start a new bank account, and then you have, like, all these different savings accounts, like, um, there's, what is it, a extinguisher, another savings, another savings. Like, look... I'm sure it's helped a lot of people. I'm sure of it. 
But when you have little to no money, that book is literally a piece of shit. Actually, no, that book I probably would use for a piece of shit for toilet paper because now I can't afford toilet paper because that book cost me 30 bucks. So please, rich people, stop trying to give me budgeting advice, okay? I'm not earning enough to budget. I'm just earning enough to survive and live another week, okay? Don't give me budgeting advice and don't tell me that money doesn't buy happiness. You know what money can buy? I forgot to say this before. You know what money can buy? Counseling. Do you have any idea how expensive therapy is? Last year, okay, another tangent. Last year, my depression was at the worst of the worst. Like, I was so down, I went on some medication, and so often I was suggested, go to therapy, go to therapy. Do you have any idea how much extra stress I felt trying to find a therapist that didn't cost any money? And then people would say, oh, you get back pay. But it's like, yeah, but I have to have money to begin with. (laughs) And I was depressed because I couldn't find a job. The current gigs that I had then kept stopping because of COVID. So no, no, I couldn't. (laughs) I couldn't afford a hundred bucks to pay for a therapy session, even though I could get some of that money back. I couldn't even get the hundred bucks. No. So yes, anyway, back to what this point was. Money can buy happiness because it can buy therapy. It can buy good therapy. And from what I've heard, therapy can be amazing. Now, obviously, therapy can be shit for some people. Obviously, like with any doctors or any situations like that, there's obviously, you know, the bad experiences. But from what I've heard, therapy has just been so helpful for people. And when I get my money sorted, oh, I'm investing in a good therapist. Like, I need someone that's going to talk to me once a week and that's just going to help me sort out my life. I cannot wait. Now that I have a job, thank the fucking Lord, now that I have a job, oh, I'm investing in a therapist, a good fucking therapist. Cannot wait. But yes, again, money can't buy happiness. Bitch, money can help me with my mental health. I think it's time to hear... What the rest of you had to say about rich splaining and your experiences of rich splaining because, oh boy, I hope I'm not the only one. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Please. Hello. I just thought I'd send you a voice memo about my rich splaining experience because I come from a working class background and have been lucky enough through scholarships and just like basically scrounging around, working hard, um, have been able to attend, like live at college on campus at Sydney University for the past four years. So, you know, I'm, I've, I've come up against a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of rich splaining in my time but one that stands out to me I just remembered that infuriated me was actually my friend's boyfriend yes he works at his family company has that job lined up he's gonna take over family business completely in a couple years and he said to me oh people are just lazy like I don't understand why like you know you can do anything if you put your mind to it and if you don't you're just making excuses when I was talking about how hard it was for me to like go for jobs and stuff with like my mental health issues and things like that. Hey Demi, this may not be exactly what you're after, but I really, really struggled when all my friends and acquaintances were buying homes in the area I grew up in. It became a rich area, but wasn't necessarily that way when I was a kid. And telling me it was because they were all so good at saving and being frugal. The real reason was they all got a lot of help from their parents. Kids getting help isn't my beef, as I hope 
to help my own own kids in a significant way but it was the way that they hid their extreme privilege and allowed me to think I wasn't trying hard enough to save. Wealth transfer is a huge privilege and is widening the gap between rich and poor because it's very hard to build up enough wealth to pass on if you haven't had a great start. Not impossible, of course, but very hard. I'm extremely privileged myself, but it always made me feel like crap that even though I was saving a whole wage, we lived on my husband's wage. We were still locked out. ex-boyfriend broke up my mother decided that it would be a great idea to tell me that it would be like amazing for me to live by myself and essentially said that I was able to afford everything in relation to like rent bills bond new furniture all that lovely stuff that everyone needs and like there was just like this presumption that I would be able to afford it um so yeah I feel like that was rich planning to me because I was not able to afford it at all Thank you, lovelies, for sending in your voice memos. And I can definitely see a pattern here that happens all the time that I've noticed and that I've definitely experienced is when someone is rich explaining to you, you feel like you can't cause a fuss or make an argument out of it all because you don't want them to feel shit, even though they're making you feel like shit. And it's really hard when it's like your loved ones, like what was said in those other ones, when it's like a family member or a friend of a friend. That always gets so frustrating when it's people that you love or it's people that are in your life because it ends up just being an argument if you always pull them up when they are rich splaining to you, which is very, very annoying. And yeah, I have definitely had experiences of some people that I'm close with or close with my partner rich splaining to us. So I'm going to give some examples of rich splaining to me. I'm not going to say names because I'll get in trouble. But example, someone that's around my age said that my partner and I should buy a house when we plan on moving out in May instead of renting because buying is so much better than renting. But yet... The only reason that they have bought a house is because their parents put a deposit on the house for them. But they're all just like, oh, it's crazy for you to rent. And then they actually said about the people living next door to them, they said, oh, yeah, they just rent. Like as if it's to say, oh, people that rent, they're just so below us. (laughs) I will always remember that comment. What else? What's some other rich explaining? Um... Oh, I've had to explain to some people that think I'm lying when I say that people on the dole have to live on $40 a day and they always think I'm lying because they go, oh, don't be crazy. It's like, no, actually it's been like that for 20 plus years and it hasn't changed. (laughs) What else is some examples? Oh, during this past year, I've heard so many people say, oh, it's so easy to find work. So many people are just saying no to work. This business down the road from me, they are looking for work and they're barely getting any applications. But it's just like, yeah, in some areas, they probably are looking for a lot of people right now. For example, areas that may normally hire backpackers, there's not going to be a lot of backpackers. Or in areas where like a lot of businesses have had to close down or they're not just not that busy anymore due to COVID Yeah, there's not a lot of people hiring. It's fucking hard to find a job. 
all last year, I was fighting to get a job. And even when I got jobs, I lost jobs due to the pandemic. Because as the months went by, then more businesses went bust. And more businesses had to get rid of employees because they couldn't afford them. So that's another thing that always pisses me off, is people rich-splaining the job market to me. Even though they haven't searched for a job in probably decades. Because they have a secure job. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what pisses me off. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So now many of you sent messages regarding rich spiting and thank you so much for sending these messages in. I can't read them all because I'll be here for hours, but again, thank you so much for sending them through. Next time when I do the rant Mondays, if you can send through voice memos rather than messages, I would prefer that. Mainly just so people get a break from my voice. <laughs> so yes, with next week's topic or if you want to send in thoughts again about this week's topic, please send in some voice memos. That would be amazing. But anyway, here are some messages that you all have sent to me about rich splaining. So Madison said, I work in youth homelessness in Brisbane, right? Which is only scratching the top of the incredibly fucked up system. But everyone that isn't experiencing homelessness tries to tell me how to do my job. Like, I just need to get the young people employment to get a house, or search flatmates.com or Facebook or Gumtree. No fucking shit. Or to just move home with their parents. Oh, Madison. How the fuck do you deal with comments like that? Anyway, this is what else she had to say. Unless you're experiencing homelessness firsthand, literally no one outside that bubble understands it. To get a job, you need a house. To get ready in, etc., but to get a house in the private market, you need a job. It's an endless cycle of shit. Oh, honey, how the fuck do you deal with them? Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck. That. Oh. Firstly, I have to say, you are amazing to work with the homelessness and to be helping them like this. Because I could just imagine, you, like, you just have to be so mentally strong to go through that and not let it affect you days when you're not at work so I really commend you for that like that's really incredible and for you having to put up with people that are so ignorant that think that they know more about homelessness than people that are actually experiencing homelessness or that work with homelessness that just infuriates me I don't know how you do it so oh I adore you thank you so much for sending this message Anne and this is literally like what rich splaining is people that have never experienced poverty telling those that are in poverty how to save money and make money another one of you sent in this is sane said i have dedicated years of study to becoming an artist have always struggled financially my ex-boyfriend's family golden piece of advice was just don't be an artist oh this pisses me off because a lot of advice that I hear from rich people is do something you love, then you'll never work a day. 
But then if we go to pursue that, for example, go through university, go through TAFE, go, for the, go through work experience, then we get shit on if we are financially struggling. And the thing is, look, when people go through TAFE, go through university, yeah, we do financially struggle during those times, but you don't know what's going to happen after that. So why shit on them when they are literally doing what capitalism is trying to get them to do? <laughs> like the government tells us, the schools tells us, we need to go to school, we need to study up to get a job. But when we do do that, they get angry at us if we're not doing the right degree or we don't all of a sudden have a lot of money and are not straight away in that job sector. It's just, it's just bullshit. So Catherine sends in, these are some questions that people ask her when they're rich explaining to her. They say, why don't you just buy in bulk? It's cheaper. They also ask, why don't you just pay your uni fee up front to get the discount? And she says, I barely make $200 a week. What? pay the uni fee up front so you get a discount. <sighs> I hate when people assume that people that are financially struggling, that they just have money set aside and they should just use that spare money for other things. Bitch, we don't have money on the side. It all goes to bills because we are poor. And also, if I am financially struggling and I see money just casually sitting there, I'm going to use it. Okay, I would rather buy myself food now than just having 20 bucks sitting there and I can't use it. I don't care about Demi in a year's time. I'm just trying to think about Demi this week's time because I don't know how to financially survive right now. People on New Start have a certain image problem. Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's, um... Doll bludgers. Doll bludgers. Doll bludgers. Doll bludgers. Caboolture, north of Brisbane, has been named Australia's doll bludger capital. Now, this episode of Rich Splaining, I don't think it would be possible if I didn't mention Centrelink and Job Seeker and Job Keeper, the doll. Whew, because there is some stereotyping with people that live on government payments. People that survive, or I should say, barely survive. Mm-hmm. I really hate it. Really, really hate it. When rich people make out as if people on the dole are quote-unquote dole budgers, they're lazy. You have no idea what these people go through. You have no idea what their mental health is like, what their family life is like, their relationships are like, what their work life is like, what their education levels are like. You have no fucking idea, okay? And just because you're on Centrelink doesn't mean you're lazy. The same with if you're rich. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you're a hard worker. You could be the laziest shit in the world that just got lucky. Okay? Luck plays such a huge, 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 huge factor in being wealthy. Okay? Yes, I know I'm going to get people probably messaging in saying like, yes, but people work hard and that's how they got rich. Yes, I get that. But there are also people out there that are poor, that are in poverty, and they will work so hard, they will work three jobs and take care of their family and do everything right, and nothing will change because of fucking privilege and luck, okay? That's what frustrates me. Yes, I understand that there are people that started from the bottom and then got to the top and then got all wealthy, but... I'm a firm believer that it's more than hard work because if it was just hard work, then there'll be people of all races, genders, sexualities, abilities that are millionaires right now. The millionaires and billionaires right now, majority of them are rich middle-aged white men. So you tell me 
that being rich is just about being a hard worker. No. It is also about luck and it is also about privilege. I'm sorry that's leaving the episode on such a negative, depressing note. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So, okay. So this episode doesn't get left on such a low, low, low note. I think it's best that we leave this episode with something that might give you a bit of a bit of a laugh. I think we need that right now. I'm going to share with you all best financial advice from the biggest rich splainers and mansplainers of the world. Jeff Bezos, Amazon CEO, says, If you don't love your work, you're never going to be great at it. Says the man that exploits his workers and fights against unions. Mm-hmm. Also says the man that is the second richest person in the world. Creator of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, says, Don't set out to build a company. Rather, start with the problem that you're trying to solve in the world says the man that did nothing about fake news being spread across his social media website. And last but not least, the number one rich-splainer and mansplainer, the man that recently was permanently banned off Twitter, yet still has the nuclear codes, Donald Trump. His advice is, penny-pinching? You bet. I'm all for it. I still don't like to overspend for anything, but I'll always take the time to compare prices, whether I'm buying a car or toothpaste. Says the man that has how many business failures, including the Trump Taj Mahal, Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino, Trump Castle Hotel, Trump Hotels and Casino Resorts, Trump Entertainment Resorts. Yes, honey Trump, yes, we're gonna listen to your advice. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> I should really tweet about this. Oh, sorry. Jealous? Why don't you go into my space then? That is it for today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club. Thank you everyone so much for listening in, listening to me read about the rich. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. The Nasty Woman Club is still a small business, so every review helps. Also, please make sure you are following The Nasty Woman Club on Instagram and also check out the website for more news stories on intersectional feminism, thenastywomanclub.com. I will be back in your ears on Thursday for another interview, and also on Thursday I will be announcing next week's Monday's Rant Topic. And yeah, if and also, oh, also, 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 I forgot to say, if you want to express your thoughts, feelings, and opinions about today's topic, make sure you do leave me a voice memo on my Instagram page or send it to me via email at hello at thenastywomanclub.com. Anyway, now this is the calling off part. I will see you all next week. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I'll be in your ears on Thursday. Stay nasty, everyone.
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. 